Hey, you escaped your man lately? You've been escaping your I, manhood? It, Manscaped. It needs work. Manscaped.com slash dangle. Promo code dangle. 20% off and free shipping. You can't start you, the show, Jesse. Okay. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Oh my god. You got a you got a piece of Van Vancouver Canucks in in your arm. They're just falling apart at the pieces. Oh, oh, oh Adam, the, the seams. That's oh, what I mean. How uh, could is you? it really going to go down like this in Vancouver, guys? Are we really going to fire a coach uh, because the team is doing bad stuff? I don't know about fire the coach, but like, listen, it's October. I think we found out that that expires after six games. I right. think that's it. Right. That's it. That's yeah. all. And I think uh, management knows that it's not on the coach this time and it's on the players. Um, I mean, Luke Shen going at JT Miller at center ice. Oh, and yep. the game's oh, not even over. It's, Sec- going, it's, it's going at the end of second period. Yeah. And Luke Shen's 100% correct. Yeah. And then uh, oh, before, before, before you say, what were they yelling about? I don't know the exact play that they were yelling at each other about. Uh, I assume it has something to do with JT Miller. Being on the ice for uh, every goal against ever. And, you know, we've given the Jets crap um, because, you know, Shifley is not the greatest defensively. Wheeler's not the greatest defensively. JT Miller is absolutely shocking. He's absolutely shocking. And that contract, I don't think, has even begun that extension. Yeah, that they needed to sign, had to sign. Like, it's to the point where, like, do they got to get rid of him? Like, I mean, I know they talked to teams over the summer. Like, just because he signed doesn't mean that he can't be traded. Oh, of course. I think they signed him to trade him. It was just that they couldn't find trade value right now. Jesse, what did you, what were you going to say there? Because we were trying to get both of you had good points going at the same time. Yeah. Are we, are we getting into this? Are we starting with the Canucks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, got the, I've got the quote from Horvat, if that's what you mean. No. Have no, you guys I, heard I this quote? Go, I was going for the quote for uh, Jim Rutherford and the... Fucking after hours. Jimmy Roth. Let's go. A lot of people missed it because it was so late. Yeah, because it happened literally at one in the morning. But some of us uh, can't stop watching television. Some of us are a loser. (laughs) And we watch a lot of stupid hockey. I was up (laughs) doing the LFR and I'm reading these quotes and I'm like, I feel like uh, more people should be talking about this. They're all asleep. So the problem here with the Vancouver Canucks is that they should have had a rebuild a couple years ago based on how the team is performing now. Uh, it seems to be true that they should have probably diver- uh, gotten rid of these older assets and started a rebuild. So they asked Jamie Roth, hey, what the hell? Where the hell is this rebuild? The fans want it. Let's go. Jimmy Rutherford said, I think people have to realize how long rebuilds are. You look at some of the teams that went through it and we look at them now and how good they are now. But there were a lot of tough years. We may, we may very well be in a rebuild in the direction that we're going. But ideally, we'd like to transition this team on the fly. We do have some core players, some young players that are really good. And these guys just need to keep working and try to work through this at this point. But we will continue to add younger players to this team and bring it together in the next year or so. Those are so many words. Can, yep. I, can I compare and contrast this with a, 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 something that should ring in your mind, especially if you're a Canucks fan, but anybody in the NHL, imagine this is your captain on your team saying this. My jersey you're, you're, got... Th- you're unsigned, Captain. Yeah. My jersey got thrown on the ice last year, and I'll never forget it for as long as I play, because somebody's jersey was obviously thrown on the Ooh. ice um, this past game on Saturday. That's Bo Horvat said that. It's something that hits home. And when you see it happening this year, it definitely sucks. But I understand their frustration. We haven't given them much to cheer about. It's been a lot of years in rebuild stage. And at this point in the season, it just feels like it's never going to happen. Like we're never going to win again. So Rutherford gave you word salad. Horvat gave you direct. Not to bring him up again, but this is the second time Luke Shen has been on a team that hasn't won in any of their first six games. (laughs) And this has his his fault. Hey, at least he won a cup. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's his fault. And also, <laughs> Stanley Cup champion Luke Shen. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Um, God, every former Leaf. Just anyway. Yep. Um, I Listen, I said one, two games ago 
that the Canucks are on track to be the 07 and fun Leafs. They're close. Now they have, what is it, two overtime losses? They do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're already a bit better. Mm -hmm. But No, two uh, overtime losses, really? I don't know. It's, they're either 0-4-2 or 0-5-1. 0-4-2. and They're 0-4-2. 0-4-2. Dude, um, you're already so far behind the eight ball. Like, here, let's let's talk about how important the standings are, or the, the early season points, because you, you talked about the gap. Mm-hmm. How far back of a playoff spot are the Canucks right now? Right now? So they sit in last in the Pacific. I think they're only two points out, aren't they? They have two points, and the Kings sit in fourth at six points. Yo, the Pacific stinks! Let go the wild card. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so wild so card. Wild card see. standings. The second wild card spot is the Kings at six points, and Vancouver has two so points. So they're four points That's, out. Okay, you know what? Things aren't as bleak as I thought. They're fine. I thought we were gonna. I thought there was gonna be like an eight nine point gap. That's Not yet. Wild. Not yet. And Chicago sits in a playoff spot, which is absolutely crazy. Well, but like, isn't Philly in a playoff spot? Yeah, the Philly start off uh, just on fire. They're so second the the Metro. Before in our season previews, we identified there were maybe four or five teams really genuinely trying to lose. And two of them are in a playoff spot right now. <laughs> right. The, the reason the Canucks should be concerned is the play on the ice. It's not just even the record on top of that. It's the effort that was given in the third period on Saturday, which uh, Boudreaux had to acknowledge to the media. That's how apparent the team effort in, in forechecking and, and playing defense and giving up on the game was. So he, firing Boudreaux is not going to fix that. Well, no. It, and to add to that. They've been outscored 13 to 1 in third periods. Ooh. 13 to 1. You're not wow. going to win. You're just not like flat out. You're not winning. Yeah. Right. You have a negative 12 goal differential in the third. Holy shit. So they, they asked him at the podium on, on Saturday. Hey, it looked like your team quit in the third period. <laughs> Boudreaux <laughs> says, I never like to use that word. Oh, there's no way we can catch up type of thing. And because they haven't had success yet, I mean, I would like to think that there wasn't anybody that was saying there, I don't care what happens now, I quit, but I just can't. I'll never accept that in my mind. So, Brujo said, you know what, I can't, I would never think that a player could quit. But he didn't say that his players definitely didn't quit in that third period. It was so bad. The Buffalo Sabres handed them their lunch early on, and it was over because their greatest defenseman in the history of the National Hockey League, Rasmus Dahlin, Five plays goals. for the Buffalo Sabres. Dude. Record-setting greatest defenseman of all time, Rasmus Dahlin. And the, the Canucks literally gave up by the second intermission. Yeah. It was well, pathetic. And, and so... Sabres so are away. What is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, they're four sweep. and one. Sweep of the West. That's that I didn't know. That's crazy. And they're they're getting um in terms of uh goals goals saved above expected. They're the top goaltending team in the NHL. Incredible. That's yeah. That's so perfect. They have I love Greg this. Anderson and Eric Comrie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Come on. You know why? Because Eric Comrie's winning the Vesna this year. Actually, it'll be a tandem Vesna win, like it used to be in the nineties and eighties. Yeah. Comrie and wouldn't it be sick if Craig Anderson, who's eight million years old, wins a half Vesna? I think we really got to figure out who's scouting hockey and why they're bad at it. Because, I think like <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, like look like, at Darcy Kemper. Uh, wasn't he like Dar Darcy Kemper was was a goalie that a couple teams gave up on. Darcy like, yeah, Kemper has had three careers. Like I remember talking about him <laughs> as like a non option in the NHL because he was years ago. Now he's won a Stanley Cup, and now he's mm -hmm. with Washington, who doesn't really feel like helping him very much. <laughs> who leads well, the Sabers in goals? Rasmus Dahlin. Nope. No. 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 McDavid. The Sabers. Oh, Sabers. <laughs> I thought you said the NHL. Oh, um, oh man, Tuck, Alex Tuck has oh. six goals. <laughs> a lot of tucks. Wow, a lot of tucks yeah. for Alex. Matthew's Tuck. got That's some uh, some some ground to make up, eh? Oh yeah, yeah, just a bit. <laughs> he had a slow start last year too, and I don't. I know that's a story league wide because he won the heart and won the rocket. He looks great. I'm sorry. Oh man, I think he him, looks great. We'll we'll talk about the Leafs a little bit yeah. later on, but I just I I no, I'm not taking shots at Austin Matthews. No, I, I think he's had a great start. Whoa, for sure. you hate him? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you got to say about Marner? Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> What's next? Oh, so the Canucks, anyways, yeah, they Canucks. not trying. Well, and and so okay, so with Bruce Brujo saying that, he's saying I would hope that they're that they haven't quit. Um, and 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 you know, so it, 
maybe they haven't quit in terms of themselves, but they seem to have quit on each other, at least for now. They're not playing for each other. And no. like, listen, we talked about body language last show when it came to Mitch Martyr. Elliot was talking about it again this weekend. My body language comment is for JT Miller and Luke Shen. What was so pressing at that moment that you guys couldn't have waited the 20-second skate to the dressing room to scream at each other? That's what very tiny Connor Garland was trying to get across. He's like, <laughs> Connor Garland's in the middle of them, and they're yeah. both towering over him. Yeah. He's telling him for a back check. JT Miller's been awful on defense. Is Dude. It We've been on this for years. No, he's worse. He's so much worse. (laughs) Is he he worse than Shifley and Wheeler? I'm joking, Jets fans. I mean, they are bad. They have bad moments where I feel like JT Miller just doesn't know how to do it. Or doesn't try. Defense defense is not about not knowing how to do it. Okay, red flag when you're a good player and Tampa lets you go. Red flag. Yeah. Red flag. I don't care how many points he's put up. Dude, red flag. When did we stop hounding guys for that, by the way? For defense? Yeah. Like, well, I think Phil I think Kessel got shit for it. And he played defense. His entire tenure in yeah. Toronto. And I never hear it get brought I think up. because, it, first off, it was lazy at the time. Because he played defense, but the team was so bad. Like, you're going to... They took a ton of shots at Kessel and Phaneuf. Phaneuf had his limitations. Mm-hmm. Kessel had his limitations. But their biggest limitation was that nobody else in the NHL probably would have been on a roster of a playoff bound team. Mm-hmm. Like, like their, their entire roster was bad. Mm-hmm. This is a team that played, uh, not well, they played Jay McClement 15 minutes a night to 18 minutes a night regularly. They had Jared Smithson come in and he was, th- th- there was Jared Smithson at the, in the Kessel era was like statistically one of the worst uh, players to ever play for the Leafs and no offense to him and his family, whatever. But he was Dave Steckel. Dude, like, think of the guys numbers, they had. Their numbers were atrocious. They're atrocious. And, and the reason we're bringing these names up is I look at the Canucks roster and I go, it's what's a good the, roster. It's, it's at very least fine. Their blue line's not great. Um, what upgrades do you, I think, is up, Thatcher Demko. Demko's great. Up, I'm begging for a win, Thatcher. Fuck. My yeah. fantasy team, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, that's what he's going to get it for. He's not quitting on, on you. That's well, it. like I can't drop them because what am I? Oh yeah, what they always tell you in business: sell low. <laughs> I got JT Miller too. I'm dying. Stop it. Anyway, I, oh, I'm JT Miller's gonna score for you though. Oh, uh, uh, Tic Tac Tomar just beat me this week. I am, I'm dying. Please, <laughs> for the love of God, you know, I need the Canucks to get back on the rails. I pitched this as a segment idea to Jesse and Steve, and I think we're gonna do it at some point either this week or next is Jesse is going to go through, because we're now like a month into the season here, and we're going to have Jesse go through and go where Steve went wrong with his drafting. Not, not necessarily the players he drafted, but how he went wrong. I, wanna, oh. I want Jesse to analyze Steve's team and go, do not make the same mistake Steve did. My team's actually doing pretty well. It's, there's no goal. I thought you just lost. There's No, no. Like, <laughs> it's a really tight pool this year. I have no fucking goalies. Like, I can't win. I can't win. I, I had seven he, goalie starts last week, and I think, I think it, one win. Is that what he can't win, or is he flawed when he drafts his players? I don't know. Well, I, it's uh, it's all dependent on the league and the team. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I'm going to kick there. both your asses. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jesse was going to go in on you there. J- no, JT Miller here. Yeah. So, okay, and, Mr. No Defense. And, and, like, this is a league with no plus minus. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, you I mean, if I have it, uh, had it, I'd be negative a million. Mm-hmm. Because JT Miller is, listen, he got his contract for a reason. Yeah. These are the expectations that come with it. And when you stink, you get lit up for it. If bad players are on the ice for all these goals, it's the coach's fault. The coach has to play you, JT. He has to play you. You're supposed to be the team's best player. Yes. Based on the money. Or at very least top three. And he's looking like a non-option. So they play tonight versus Carolina, which is a tough out. Yeah. That's tough. That happened to the Leafs last year. They had that horrible game against the Penguins, followed it up with ch- chicken soup for the we got our ass kicked soul. You play the Hurricanes. Uh, I think 0-5-2 and two is potentially on the horizon here. The Hurricanes. Or this is how you win in a game that doesn't make any fucking sense. The Hurricanes are 3-1-1 one, and one this year. In five games. So, and, and I don't know if you saw, did you see uh, Brent Burns get hit in the face with the cross check? 
No. no. Oh yeah, this uh, this past weekend it was. Um, who the hell was that? They I must forget have been who reaching pretty high. So they were. I forget who it was. It was a pretty notable player as well. Cross checked him right in the face, and Brent Burns just goes to the bench. Typical Brent Burns, right? Takes a water bottle, and just sprays his his bloody lips off, and it goes all down his shirt. Back on the next shift. Well, I mean the pos- the positive there is he doesn't have any teeth to knock out. That's true. They all they you'd know that from the Kit Kat commercials. You would. Um, I mean, you talk about a guy who has really capitalized on all the things his face lacks. He's every commercial it it should it, I mean, I want him I want the script for his next commercial to just be like, "Check it out. I got a big beard and no teeth." Anyway, buy this. Yeah, Apple, I would. A- Apple Auto Glass. Like <laughs> You can't fix this face, but you can fix your car window shield. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can fix your e- empty gas tank. I'm Brent Burns for Esso. Like, <laughs> I can't find the cross check. Uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a cross check. It's, it, 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 it's, it's worse than the cross check for Matthews and Darlene, and it won't get looked at. Really? Yes. Absolutely. Well, no, because Matthews is Darlene. It, it slid up his thing. This guy, it, was, it, wasn't, it didn't slide up anywhere. Cross checked him right in the mouth. I love how like the toughest like rough and tumble players in the league all of a sudden turn to it was an accident mm-hmm. <laughs> when stuff like that happened. Absolutely. I got to see that clip. Um, so so with the Canucks playing the Carolina Hurricanes tonight, obviously the third period is like if they don't it, the game doesn't start till ten thirty. So I will miss this game. <laughs> But the period is to watch here is that, yeah, it's a 10.30 Fuck, I start. I it was 10. Wait, oh, the Canucks. Yes. Okay, thank God. No, 9.30 Leafs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Leafs are 10. Doesn't matter, guys. Doesn't right. matter. Uh, the point is, the third period is going to be the one to watch. And that Eastern Standard Time will be after midnight. But I think it'll be fascinating mm-hmm. to see how, because I think of all, the, of all the things that matter the most for the Canucks, the third period's been their Achilles heel. It's the reason they're in this position. If they don't turn it around tonight. Like, you could be listening to this tomorrow morning going, oh, the Canucks kicked the Hurricanes ass. Everything's good. You could be listening to this and saying that. And you made, you made fun of me for talking about uh, Seattle and their first game last year mm-hmm. where they had a 3 nothing lead. Or no, sorry. They were down 3 nothing, came back, but they weren't able to win it. Mm-hmm. Canucks had a 3 nothing lead over Edmonton. Mm-hmm. If they just hold on to that thing, even if you win 3-2. Mm-mm. Yo, you can't tell me their season no. isn't going completely differently right now. On Friday show, I said about Saturday's game that they needed to win that. That that was a must win. They didn't do it. Yeah, but even if they're like, if they win that game, they're one, three, and two, which looks a lot different than all four and two. That doesn't help this roster. Like, I think the conversation yeah, now needs to be about what is the GM going to do? Like, are we are we going to do the rebuild here, Jim Rutherford? Are we tearing it down? Well, Are he's we- the president. Yeah, it's the Patrick Alvine, but they they have that very interesting who's actually in charge dynamic, right? But like, are are we actually going to try and move JT Miller b- fairly soon before his uh, before this contract? Like, we get any deeper into it? You know, it's Sell like low <laughs> foolproof strategy. Talking like at the end of the summer or something like that. Like, are is it a sell time for the Canucks? They're going to try and rebuild on the fly. How do you do that? What, how, what do you rebuild, though? Like, right. Horvat, I think, is worth holding on to. Um, no Pedersen, one's, Hughes, No obviously. one's taking OEL. Yeah, Pedersen should be part of your rebuild. Hughes should be part of your rebuild. Uh, you could trade Besser, but I think he'd be decently served as part of your rebuild. And also, he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoaglander. You can't trade a good goalie like Demko. You want to hold on to that. Yeah, of course. you want to, And you don't have anyone to replace him with. Unless you like, you can, the Canucks can really, really, really commit all in for Bedard <laughs> if they get rid of Demko. I, I, I think, and, and, and there would be takers for Demko because the goalie market, it would be, you imagine what it would do to the, but I think. But you don't want to do that. Yeah, if you're the Canucks, you do what the Jets do. You, you have a good goalie, you hang on. Yeah. You build around the goalie. Like, yeah, I know people are, are saying rebuild, rebuild, rebuild what? What what are you doing? Oh, I think you gotta. I think you gotta get out from under the Myers contract. I can't believe. Yeah. That OE, remember OEL still plays there, and well, like, at the okay, money that he plays, seven point two until twenty twenty seven. Dude, yeah, but none of those things. Like when I think rebuild, I think dude with one or two years left on his deal who's useful. Myers isn't good. OEL's not good. 
Who else we got? So that's thirteen million and cap like, right there. Horvat's a uh, UFA at the end of the season. That's, Horv- that's all you got. So uh, committing to a rebuild to me means trading Bo Horvat, but it also means handing over the team to JT Miller. And uh, by the way, Horvat and Miller are, from what we read and what we heard last year, that's the dressing room split along those two guys' lines. Are you a Miller guy or a Horvat guy? Do you need to eat that Horvat? Now? Horvat. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I was gonna wait. I was just taking it out. Horvat. <laughs> he's just he's opening a peppermint patty. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, I even put it in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Horvat. <laughs> JT Miller. Well, now I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> yeah, you weren't gonna eat it. I, wasn't. I was just taking a peppermint patty, opening it, and putting it there to not eat it. First of all, no. Oh. I'm Steve. I was never gonna. Eat Never. this chocolate that I just <laughs> had in my hand. <laughs> so, so Horvat, JT Miller. The team has to decide whether it's the Horvat team or the JT Miller team. But Dude. that's the reality. Even getting rid of Horvat, looking at their cap friendly, everybody's locked up. Yes. What is like getting? How do you? Re, it's such a good question. How do you rebuild the team if you were trying to rebuild? And we go back to vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're Which, horrendous. They were they, they're catastrophic. They have to split that dressing room up. Apocalypse. They're going to kill each other. Yeah, man. Like, I really don't think this team is miles away from being competitive. And like, what? How many points out of a playoff spot are they? Four. Yeah, they have two, and uh, LA has six. Canucks could be in a playoff spot by Saturday night. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, just one good week. There like, are seven teams in between them, though. Yeah, but they could be. What if they, they all, all got a lost all week? <laughs> no, every game. All teams. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, 31 teams lost four straight? All right, like literal Larry. <laughs> Jesus. No, and you know what? Talking about Steve's what also fuck? not going to eat the chocolate. <laughs> just going to take it out and look at it. I'm going to have another one. Just you know, These aren't even my favorite. The, the thing about peppermint baddies is you always look at them, never eat them. You must. You got to wait for them to season while they're in the air. It's like a bottle of wine. You definitely unwrapped that chocolate not to eat it. Oh, man. I was going to eat it, just not that fucking second. <laughs> but now I got to eat it. All right, let's get into You Can Bet That with Dave Basil. Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook presents You Can Bet That with David Bastel. Must be 19 plus. Please play responsibly, Ontario only. All right, Dave, we got a big night tonight. So Leafs and Gold Knights, we're going to get yep. to in a second. But I, I want to start with Dub Bears. And yep. the New England Patriots. What do we got on tonight's game? And I, I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because Jesse is very, very ab- about the, the football stuff. And I always want to see what your opinion is and then see how Jesse would play. Well, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, you know what? New England favorites, heavy favorites, about eight and a half points. I don't, I don't usually like laying this many points, but I think they dominate the Bears. And the, and the Pats defense is so good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a two touchdown win for the Pats. A lot of good props, eh, Jess, with the running backs on both sides. Um, I, uh, I, I can't wait to play some of those a uh, little bit later on this afternoon when I kind of break down some of the numbers. What about you? Yeah, I think the, the easy choice is under anything passing with Justin Fields. Uh, yep. Because that guy cannot throw a ball downfield. <laughs> and over <laughs> Yes, exactly. And Throwing like, the ball isn't big on Justin Fields. No, I know. It, I know. It's, it's, it's not like a part of his job description. He's not good at it. But um, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are going to be scared away from the high line for the Pats. But I agree, 100% agree with you that uh, they're underrated in the way they can dominate a bad team. And I think they'll yeah. cover that number. How, how is it that Chicago always gets the worst quarterbacks? <laughs> like Cutler, Cutler had like a couple of good years. I, they made yeah. the finals once with him, right? But like Mitch Trubisky, who I'm I'm seeing now as a Steeler, I'm like, oh my god! And then this I guy he can't throw a, a football. What's the deal? I don't know. They haven't been able to produce a good quarterback in a long time. Yeah, in it's, a long time. Mm-hmm. Steve long loves time. it. All. Jim McMahon, maybe. Hey, Jim McMahon. I think right. the Bears are going to get eaten up by Drew Bledsoe. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Oh, there right. it is. So, um, so <laughs> throwback take. I yeah, like really. <laughs> yeah, the most famous Pats quarterback. Leafs and Golden Knights tonight. Uh, pretty yes. even matchup, Dave. Uh, pretty even matchup. The Leafs, uh, slight favorites on the road. And you know what? This doesn't really happen too often. 
when teams go to Vegas. Now, this Vegas team is obviously a lot different than some of the Vegas teams we've seen in the last couple of years. So uh, Leafs opening up as uh, 1-8-1 on the road on the money line and uh, Vegas just a little bit over two. So, And also, by the way, I've added this. Uh, I don't have confirmation yet, but I'm going to say by the time people watch this, this will be on the site for sure. A lot of Phil Kessel props because yes. you always uh, have the Phil Leafs thing. Yeah, exactly. You got to have it, right? So whether you're cheering against or for him, uh, I, uh, I'm i a big fan of Phil Kessel. I think he's kind of turned into a, a little bit of a cult following now that he's left Toronto. Oh, but yeah. uh, uh, it's going to be there on the site. Definitely check that out. Do I take, Steve, do I take anytime point or anytime goal for Phil Kessel? See, this is my thing because I have a couple Golden Knights on my fantasy team as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I want... Uh, the over <laughs> in, oh. <laughs> in this game. In this, game. I mean, yeah. Why would you bet against Phil Jesse? Especially against you the Leafs. Mind? Former Leafs against Leafs. Always bet. Always bet the goal. Yeah. 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 Man. <laughs> We've also heard it's going to be there. We've also heard that the that the the prop about uh, uh, about Phil Kessel's goals this year yeah. at Sports Interaction may have reached his ears. And he said, "Hammer the over." That's the rumor. Yeah, he was he was not happy. <laughs> well, that's what we've heard. That's what we heard. Anyway, okay. Dave, thanks so much. You go to sportsinteraction.com/stpn to sign up. We will see you on Friday, sir. Hey, and thanks for not bringing up Saturday. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I should mention that later on in the show, you're going to hear from brand new lead NBA correspondent for SDPN, S. Barahaney, uh, is coming into the studios. We're going to get to know S a little bit, uh, a little bit better. But in the meantime, uh, the Leafs win round one of the Shifley Cup. Uh, that was that was a tasty game. It was. It was a fun game. There were some things that went the Leafs' way that should not have gone the Leafs' way. Yeah, man. Take your comeuppance. What do you mean? Take your comeuppance. My comeuppance. No, the fucking fourth line sucks. The, the fourth line did ah! suck. All right, so I they tweeted got the game winning goal. I know. I tweeted the fourth line suck. And then wrecked it. Idiot. Idiot. Intangibles FDW. Fucking get <laughs> fucked. Boo. Wayne Simmons pulling a 2015 no, Wayne what Simmons. Did you say? Between the legs. What did you say? I said they were useless. I said it was like 2014 vibes. They were. Yo, Shelly Keefe wasn't even playing them. They, they were so had, bad. They were they so had, bad. They had the fourth liniest fourth line game oh yeah ever oh it was my awesome God. don't tell me that was good those they, fucking, no, I dude, hockey. that was the that was the they, most fun i had watching a leafs game all season long. yes i agree it was a great game, game. they they weren't a part of it they were hitting they scored the game winning goal okay. <laughs> okay they were they were hitting everyone intimidating everyone getting hemmed in their own zone taking, taking slashing calls taking <laughs> totally unnecessary penalties both of them <laughs> Clifford with the with the, the with the trip. Two I think minutes it was. into the game. Two minutes into the game. <laughs> like, yeah. First or second shift in the offensive zone. Yeah. Useless penalty. Oh, yeah. Absolutely useless. And then Simmons with Shifley was entertaining, mm-hmm. but you can't be taking that penalty, especially when your team is in the lead because of you, Wayne. Ah! But they also win the game, and it was they also the game. The, the, guys, hockey, they were completely ineffective in that. Those intangibles that they bring, it kind of felt like it mattered. In that game, it, it, in that game it versus the Jets, where the Jets are all chippy, it was important to have Wayne and Clifford. Okay, so let's let, fucking so, fun. But you take that line and you throw it out against Boston in the first we're not, round. We're not doing that. Yeah, but if they did, this is the problem, right? <laughs> so the Leafs play a team like the Jets, who are objectively just not as good. Okay, they should beat the Jets. The Jets <sighs> are good. That's another team I look at on paper. I'm like, why are you bad? They're just not as good. They're but, fine. Okay, but they're I not as good fine. as the Leafs. Is that fair? Yes. Are we are we yeah. arguing in that? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. So so the Leafs can go throw Clifford and Simmons out there all they want against the Jets because they have three good lines that can compensate. My problem is, and again, we're reaching too far ahead, but I'll say it anyway, in April, when you need the tough guys to come, we need tough guys to play. We can't have tough guys doing what Wayne and 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 uh and Kyle Clifford did. Um, against a team like the Bruins, like the Lightning, a team that we're likely going to play. You mean what Clifford did last season in game one? Yeah, 100%. Man, we need... Listen, I'm so down. This What I was so impressed with with the Leafs is fucking Morgan Riley going, yeah, no, you're not going to fucking do that to my guy and and punching yep. somebody's face in. And 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 I, I, I think the Leafs do stand up for themselves a lot more than they used to. Mm-hmm. I think there is wow. toughness there from the players... Uh, and I do think they play a little bit tougher when Clifford and Simmons are in the lineup. That's what however, a lot of people are saying. However, 
Those guys are not good enough to go. If you want that, you need to get a higher skilled version of that. That now, cannot be what we have being tough going into the playoffs. It can't. This is the challenge, though. For So Zach Aston Reese doesn't look like he's going to play tonight against uh, Vegas. That's right, because they, they liked it. He's going to get healthied. Um, Obey Kubel was a healthy scratch against the Jets, and Engvall was a healthy scratch against the Jets. Engvall's going to get back in. Obey Kubel's still out. Zach Aston Reese is still out. Zach Aston Reese and Obey Kubel were the guys on camp's wings. Right. And I like their potential mm-hmm. for being a really good fourth line. They, in the games that they had, did not prove they could be as effective as the wild cards that Wayne Simmons and Kyle Clifford are. And they're wild cards. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, they're going to give you a shift where they fuck shit up. And they're going to give you shift. a shift where they score a goal. And they're going to give you a shift where they put you... That line put their team down for four minutes unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And scored the game-winning goal. And, and, and that's cool. <laughs> I'm down. But what I'm saying is we need... If, if that's what's going to make the team get tougher, if that's what's going to, you know, if that's what it's going to mean for Morgan Riley to throw his gloves and, you know, Matthews to throw the hits he was throwing, he was awesome. We'll get to that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, if that's what it will take for them to feel a little bit, then you got to go out and you got to get some toughness that can play a little higher up in the lineup. What if they or have, be more effective fourth liners. That's such a difficult thing to acquire. Like the, a tough guy who can play up in the lineup isn't something you just go out on the street and purchase. A third you know? line guy, you can. Ah, what if what if Wayne's the thing that gets Morgan Riley riled up and allows him to defend Nick Roberts? Then, then we need more from Morgan Riley. And okay. like we saw the if broadcast the even mentioned it. They became unplayable when the game was close in the four, in the third period. Like the, they didn't, they got benched for the last seven minutes of the game. Yeah, because you couldn't trust them on the you ice. You can't do that. Yeah. Like David <laughs> David Camp is your top pure defensive center. You can't put him out with those two, frankly, defensive liabilities. Right. So you're going to put him out there with I think it was Kerfoot and Yarncroak. Mm-hmm. That's a good third line. Right. I can deal with that. Kerfoot with Camp and Yarncroak. Okay. Yeah, that's how you shut a game down. But. Based on what we said about those guys and the challenge laid down, Engval, can you finally fuck shit up? <laughs> finally. I'd love to see that. Aston Reese, fuck some shit up next time you get in the lineup. Obey Kubel, 20 hits. Great. Can you do anything else? Fuck some shit up. For as chaotic as the fourth line has been, it hasn't been chaotic enough. They haven't been disruptors enough. That's what the Leafs want out of their fourth line. This is a message. Yeah, but the, and they got guys that did it. They got exactly Jason. Yeah. And no, those no, guys no. are going to keep that's their lineup like, spots. Make I don't no mistake. It. This isn't, I, I, I think I misread the situation. Mm-hmm. This isn't Wayne and Kyle getting a couple games and then they'll go right back to the other fourth line. No. Aston Reese and Kubel, Obey Kubel, have, for the time being, lost their spot. They lost it. This isn't an experiment. They've lost their spot. For effort alone. Our not in terms Simi- of skill. Uh, Chaos. Not even Chaos. effort. Chaos. It's, it's, they, I think they were trying. They just weren't effective. Mm. So, eventually, either Simmons or Clifford are going to have a stinker, and they'll lose their spot. It's probably the next game. So who knows? <laughs> Guys, it's not a good line. It's not. I would prefer to have Obey Kubel's speed against Vegas, personally. Mm-hmm. But this is the message. This is how you need to play to get in our lineup. Whatever you bring to our team, you need to bring more. Is there anything wrong with the standard for the Toronto Maple Leafs getting raised? No, I think that's great. For for intensity, for belligerence, for toughness, and frankly, because it's a contact sport, violence. There's something... And Wayne and Kyle are not afraid of that. There's something that triggers our reptilian brain. I think if Keefe randomly put Simmons and Clifford into the lineup against Dallas... We'd be like, oh, okay. Well, Dallas is a big team. I but, suppose but I was, get that, but it's we'd be Winnipeg. concerned. It meant it's something. Winnipeg, and everyone's like, yeah, all right, that's fair. Mm-hmm. No one, no one had any objections, nope. did they? It made complete sense, and it it worked, frankly. So, it, and, so and saying they're not good 
I think is unfair because they were good at the things they were supposed to do. But they were also and, bad. And in some And they other were lucky. Respect. They, you know, they put the team down for four minutes for two stupid penalties. They were. If those guys are going to be effective, they can't take penalties like that. And this is yeah, the thing. Totally. I'm not rooting. So whenever you criticize a Leaf player these days, it's a little bit like you. You must hate them. I fucking love Wayne Simmons. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? I want to see success for these guys. It's my team. I'm cheering for them. But, but when you play a team like Vegas, as highly offensive as they are. Uh, the, it's going to be a problem if you take penalties like that. Yeah. So yes, it's great that you got a goal. Yes, it's cool that you that you you brought that. But if 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 you're telling me, Steve, that the Clifford w- Simmons line experiment, whatever them taking it, will draw more out of Obey Kubel and Aston Reese and eventually make them better players, great, I'm good with that. But I am not good yeah. with us going. Well, our our tough guys are Simmons and Clifford, and we're playing the the Bruins in the first round. Yeah, I no one wanted to hear this from me in the summer. No one wanted to hear it. It's an 82-game season. And You're an 82-game season. Sim- Simmons would have been on the opening roster, mm-hmm. not necessarily in the lineup, but he would have been on the opening roster had the waivers and cap situation been a little more tenable. That dude was on waivers. Both of them were, yeah. actually. Um, but they 100% would have kept him as an extra exactly for this situation. Wasn't that nice? It was cool. Wasn't that good? I loved it. It felt great. It was the best game all year. And I agree with you. You probably shouldn't be playing every game. You should definitely be playing that game. I do a couple things I want to mention. When Marner was, had his head smashed into the board, and it was, pretty, it was a pretty nasty... How the fuck isn't that a penalty? Well, so I think it was... Say that about eight things. BXA yeah, made a, no, I agree. BXA made a good point. He's like, well, if you don't call the Marner one, you can't call the Sandine one on Perfetti. Ew. They're both real and bad. You should have called is, both. Call both. It, it makes sense to call neither. At a, yeah, no. Call, call both. Call both. But yeah. but but I think Make at the time post. it would have been good. You know, the Leafs answered and they won the game. That's great. But it would have been good to see an answer right away on the Marner thing. No, I I agree with that. I think I think there needed to be, and I'm not talking about people are like, what do you want them to do? Take a stupid penalty? No, I want you to grab the guy's collar and shake him around a little bit and go. Next time your head's coming off. Well, that's and, what and, I want. And who like that game was rough and tumble and well, it's because of Simmons and Clifford, right? No, no. The Jets still drove the physical aspect of that game. Absolutely, because there was that dirty hit or unfortunate incident, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if Demel is a dirty player. But the game didn't get chippy until the Leafs got the lead. Leafs got the lead. They crashed him, Sonov. They try to take Tavares' fucking head off. Thank goodness that hit didn't connect. They run over uh, Nick, and then all of a sudden, there's your first fight. Sandine hits Perfetti. There's your second fight. The Jets still drove it. So... But as much the, as that was a step in the right direction in terms of sticking up for yourself, yeah, that's still, been the way to get to the still least. Still wasn't though. good enough. And to Mitch be fair Marner, about the Marner play, it kind of happened on the side where there was and there was action in front of the net. If you remember where it happened, because it happened a lot. It was in the board. corner. It yeah. was in the corner. So I wouldn't like maybe the Leafs just didn't see it as it happened. Because for those instances, you need to react right away. I don't give a shit. You see Mitch Marner down on his knees. You. Uh, Rich Clune asked questions later. <laughs> right, but they might, they might not have seen the actual hit, like the players care. on the ice. I don't care. No, but if, if they don't see it, then you then there's no reaction. No, no. You turn around, <laughs> and if you see Marner down... Yeah, and I'm saying that they might not have seen the whole any thing. Any of it? Oh, like, he okay. might have, he, they might have thought he slipped into the boards like that. It was kind of yeah. off the side of the play. The Robertson yeah. one, there was such a reaction because it happened right there. The puck yeah, was going, saw and it. everybody saw it. So I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt for not immediately going after that kid's such that, a tough nut in that Mitch Marner play. Oh yeah, he's Robertson? Good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's he's a, been, that was a hard. Hit. He's been yo. He's been rocked like four times this year. Mm-hmm. Dallas got him a couple times. He doesn't give a shit. They, it was really close to his head. I was scared. Yeah. Like, it he, was for a little close. dude. Yeah. It was close. I don't remember who. Uh, I think it was Josh Morrissey. I mean, you got to give him credit for. Oh, well, I was going to say at least it was clean, but it was called interference. Yeah, it was borderline. He thought the guy was going to get the puck and I, I wouldn't call it dirty. I listen, Winnipeg Jets fans. I said it in the LFR. I'll say it again. I have a buddy who's a Jets fan and a ref <laughs> and I could hear him from here. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't understand how the Leafs get out of the Riley Morrissey fight. Not with a power, down a man with a power play. No, no, they, no, no. That was even strength. Oh, okay. And then after the Sandine thing, 
Not only did the Leafs come out of it with a power play, but Sandine had a positive penalty differential. Yeah, Sandine was on the bench. Because he drew one. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. That was bad. It was, it was bad refereeing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, and then and then uh, Simmons hitting Shifley late, and then Shifley coming back and cross-checking him, but Simmons getting the only penalty. There's that's, a little play- payback, I guess. Yeah, that's, uh, but it's late in the game It was a little that. even up. Eh, it was early enough in the third that it should have made a difference. Or could have made a difference, mm-hmm. I, I should say. But it's just, it, it's not even just the calls were bad. It's the Leafs get their insurance marker on the ensuing do you remember? Play. Do you remember when uh, the ref kicked the puck to the Bruins player? Yes, I do. Yeah. One of the, the, I do the remember ref that. who kicked the puck to the Bruins player was one of the refs in that was game. Was it Graham Skelter or Corey Savret? Corey. Yeah. So wow, you know the go- you know the damn ref name. So, Scouting so the, the ref, so, you need to you need yeah, to keep track of that. Yeah, you're right. So this is a thing. Before you get your point, this is a thing that's huge in uh, English soccer, like soccer football the pre- or in the, the rest premiership. Of the world. They uh, they track the referees one for for betting lines because there's a lot of advantages there. Oh, interesting. And they know how the the games go differently depending on what what referee you have. And it's a thing that we're starting to pick up in North America. It's happening a lot in football uh, in terms of flags that are being called. But it's kind of I know the NHL the hates scouting the ref. And now, really and now, people like Steve Dangle are up on it, and they're bringing up who's refing. And there is a huge home, uh, no, away team advantage with Corey that you mentioned in your LFR, which is that's bizarre, right? right? So that's an anomaly that you keep track of because you're like, okay, how is this game gonna go? Uh, like, I'm trying to look it up. Here it is. So just for today, right, uh, October 23rd, um, we got the Kraken at Blackhawks. Was that? Yesterday, it doesn't matter. Anyway, for the refs, they have how many games they've done this year. They have how many regular season games they had last year. They have career regular season games and playoffs. First NHL game, the date, birthplace, goals per game, power plays per game, penalties per game, penalty minutes per game, percentage of penalty uh, for the home team. Uh, Holy shit. More penalty for the road. Home team win percentage, uh, home team record, et cetera, et cetera. So, and th- this is why the Corey Savret thing uh, was a big deal. So, just just looking at the two refs for the Seattle Chicago game because they're the two guys at the top of the website. We have Justin Saint Pierre and Steve Kazari. Well, Steve Kazari's been around forever. Uh, Justin Saint Pierre has more games. Holy shit! Okay, so the home win percentage for Justin Saint Pierre is sixty eight percent. That's high. That's Whoa. high, right? For Steve Kazari, it's fifty seven percent, which is more in line with where it probably should be. Because well, home teams do win more games. I mean, it's an 11% discrepancy. That's pretty ridiculous, right? Um, Corey Savretz was 46. The home team has a losing record? Now, there are a number of factors that go into mm-hmm. that. Maybe he officiated a bunch of games where the home team sucked. Oh, my God. But but how many, ga- how many games has he done for to have a 46 It should percent? come should- out in the wash. You should be at least like f- s- low 50s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On so either I, side. I thought that was interesting. So, Ooh. listen, uh, I'm not necessarily criticizing those guys i'm not saying the home team should have a better record or i, I want to cater to the home team i am however saying i want to bring up flats. a comment though i want to bring up a comment though yeah on hockey night in canada if i'm not mistaken kevin bx actually said you can't criticize the refs i didn't well, see that well no that was in the i believe in the second intermission or right after the game this week yeah and he said well oh, you can't really criticize the refs and i and I'm wondering, is it that they can't criticize the refs? Or is it that, well, refereeing is going to change from game to game, so you can't really criticize it because you got to leave no doubt and blah, 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 the old hockey out. Do you, what was the context? The context, I, I think it was, they were talking about, I believe, uh, the Perfetti Sandine hit and the Morrissey Morgan Riley and the thing that led to that mm-hmm. and the more and the, you know um, and the uh, Mitch Marner hit from behind and underratedly Simmons bumping into his man before the game winning goal. Yeah, I thought that was just two guys colliding, but I understand why the Jets were upset for sure, yeah. especially because that penalty has been called against the Leafs before. Well, so you know all that to say, like I was like, and I've heard, I've heard. People on that broadcast backtrack any sort of criticism against the refs too. And I'm just, is it, is it, because like fans aren't stupid, right? We can see this, uh, but you don't see it a lot on the broadcast about the, about like, you don't see a lot of, and Jesse brought it up, like they're talking about it in English soccer. You don't see a lot of any discussion about the refs at all. Ironically, I was trying to calm things down 
because Leaf fans were dreading Graham Skilleter oh. being an official because Sheldon, because Graham Skilleter, I want to say, had one, maybe two particularly bad games with the Leafs, and Sheldon Keefe said, fuck you, Graham, and he got fined for it. Remember yes, that? I do remember that. Which, yeah. You you can't just say fuck you to the ref and then use their name <laughs> because <laughs> like listen you can scream at the ref uh, you can have heated discussions that's quite personal so I don't have a problem with with Keith uh, in that regard but uh, like Leaf fans are like oh man it's an automatic loss like no the Leafs have a winning record for the last like three or four years running and I know this because of scouting the refs amazing website they're not paying me to say this. They should. Um, <laughs> they they uh, they have a winning record with this guy for the last several years running, and they probably should because they've been one of the best regular season teams over that stretch. And if they had a losing record with him, that would be an anomaly. That would stand out. But they don't. They don't, guys. He's just another guy. Relax. Stop picking on Graham. <laughs> fuck you, Graham. Yeah, not you, not Graham. actually though. Okay. Um, I want to move on to a couple other things before we bring on S here. So it's important that we we get through these next few. Uh, Tavares, absolute beast this season. That tip was spectacular. I don't know what kind of kale smoothies he's drinking these days, but whatever it is, he got a lot of shit last year. Mm-hmm. And boy, I hope this continues. I know we're seven games in. But he's looking like the Tavares who's, who's kind of a pain in the ass. And, you know, by the way, against the Coyotes, he got his 900th career point. Mm-hmm. Nobody talked about he? it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they did the little the GIF post on Leafs Twitter. It's all, it always happens in a losing effort, eh? It's yeah. like, well, Matthews gets four goals, Leafs lose. Like, <laughs> it, was in a, just, it was in a frenzied comeback effort, so I get that. Also, 900. Uh, a thousand. A thousand, okay. That's, that's the, we'll talk about that. The yeah. last thing I want to hit before I go to the next thing. Ilya Samsonov, 936 save percentage. Now, do we expect it to stay there? No. But what is it that this goalie is doing right, right now, that's leading to this? He makes the first save nearly every time. And against the Caps in his first game, yeah, a couple of those were (laughs) touched. A couple of those goals were really bad. But against the Jets, he made the first save literally every single time, including the goal he actually gave up. So some goalies are better at redirecting rebounds than others. Mm-hmm. Other goalies are just taught, make the save, figure out, uh, figure out all the rest later. That was a criticism of James Reimer. Um, you know, he would make all these saves. He would face like 40, f- 45 shots a game. And one of the criticisms is, well, yeah, because every shot on goal is actually three because he would bat it down and it would be there. What I always argued is, okay, so clear the goddamn rebound. Play to your goalie's strengths. You know he's going to make the first save. Be there to clear it. The, the reason the Leafs got scored on on the first one is Pierre-Luc Dubois had got two completely uncontested shots, including the rebound. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the game, the rebounds were there, but so were the Leafs. And they were there to clear it. And I think it's a good match so far. Well, that's a pretty simple directive, right? Defensively. Uh, just clear the rebound. Just clear the rebound, guys. Play hard in front of your own net and get rid of the fucking puck. The one like thing, it's, it's not rocket science. The one thing I will say is I hope Sam Sonoff stops handling the puck. Please stop! He's got to stop doing that. I What's said the that before Save the line. line. <laughs> Save the line. If you're a goaltender, tend the goal! He is, in terms of uh, goalies playing the puck, he's got to be bottom 10. No, he's like, so in, bad. In the so whole bad. NHL, please uh, fucking stop. Maybe NHL history. It's Please, an, like, as the announcer, as Chris Cuthbert beautifully, he said, it's an adventure every time he touches the puck. It's an absolute <laughs> adventure. And listen, you can be a good goalie while not being good at playing the puck. Pecorine. That dude might end up in the Hall of Fame. Miserable puck handler. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that would be my only criticism of Sam. <laughs> that backward save looked pretty cool, but it just didn't need to happen. Uh, what are you doing? So unnecessary. You have to stay in your fucking neck. What are you doing? <laughs> Oh and my you know god. What? The Leafs have been there for I wonder how many more goals against there would be if the Leafs hadn't had so many timely blocks. We know Matthews ha- saved a goal mm-hmm. at least once. Mm-hmm. We know Hall has saved a goal mm-hmm. at least once. And I think about those things and I'm like, "Oh, where would Samsonov have been?" Um 
No, I, I think that's called a good hockey team. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? That's where, called where, blocking shots. Where I'm going with it is the like. Those yeah, are committed. Help to, your fucking yeah, that's, if, that's what every team does. Yo, like Vasilevsky doesn't play behind an ECHL team, <laughs> right? You if, know what I mean. The Lightning help him out. If Matthews is going to block a puck, then whoever the hell else you are on the team, you're blocking pucks. Now. The rest right. of you better, and they do. They do. They do like, well, and that's what. But when you see the commitment at that level, your sixty goal scorers doing it, mm-hmm. it does make a difference. I know it's. I know it's early in the season. You're starting to see the Leafs' process come out, and they're trying to play a certain way, and that certain way is different from the way they have played. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be struggles there. I still don't excuse the Coyotes' loss. There was just a complete lack of effort there. But the way they're winning games is the way you need to win in the playoffs. Hooray. Um, I want to throw this out there too. The Leafs are at a plus one point one uh, goals saved above expected so far this as year. As a team, as a team, that's even with the Murray first game in Shelgren. Washington is a full seven games behind them, and they're not. Russian Machine tweeted goals. it. Seven yeah, goals. sorry, seven. No, no, seven places behind them. They're only. Oh. Uh, they're at point zero eight. Uh, sorry, sorry, zero point eight. Big difference. But with the shocking one for me at negative eight point eight, the Minnesota Wild. Wow! What is this? Go- goal save above expectations. In so all they're goaltending. Yeah. Well, that's that's because of their first game didn't Flurry let in like seven or something like that. They know. lost like seven one in the first it's, game. It's 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 a little skewed right now. Early season right. goalie stats are. Yeah. I, that's why it's fun. Can we not well, have like, fun? No, I know. But like, <laughs> it's, I'm not debating. Like, I'm just trying to have no, some fun. It's October. I don't know if that was no, a lot of fun. Sh- no, Shelgren. don't you guys know that that will not be the way it is in April? Duh, it's fun. Well, some, Shelgren, some context to the numbers would be nice. Your, Shelgren context. played like I think twelve games last year, but one of them he got murdered and it ruined his numbers. Last yeah. season, he was an eight eighty eight. I promise you, he wasn't that bad. But he got murdered. <laughs> he did. That was a bad game. game. I remember that, that one. Uh, that one game. Uh, okay, I want to ask you guys something. So he's injured now, but Uri Slavkovsky. When you start a player who's like a first round pick, mm-hmm. uh, and you're playing them to start the season in the NHL, what do you normally want to do? Uh, play him and surround him with talent. Right. So Slavkovsky has had. 10 minutes and 34 seconds, 937, 1241, 952, 1426. That's really good. And then he got Fine. injured. That's good, right? Like good, good, solid start. You know, yeah, they tried yeah. to get him more ice time in a game that was out of hand. Right. Yeah. In that last one. Right. Shane Wright, mm-hmm. six minutes, 650, 636, 842, 551. What are we doing, guys? What are we doing here? And like, I understand the argument. Uh, you know, maybe you can say he hasn't earned it. He had that one game where he got fucking rocked. Wayne, um, you, Wayne Simmons played 10 minutes. Yeah, man. For the Leafs. Yeah, well, Shane Wright played is, six One minutes. of them's an NHL player, and Shane Wright needs to go back. I, well, or, or is Dave Haxtell just not good at this? Like, no, you got to give him a no, chance to play. No. Wright's, Wright hasn't looked good. Are the Kraken just arbitrarily trying to get nine free games out of a player before they send him back? Yeah, and they've been because he's been healthy scratched a couple times. They're trying to extend that nine game window that they oh have. God, what do you do? I don't. I don't this think this is he's what I'm talking about. Up. Though, what what's going on this over is, there? This is a guy you picked fourth overall. He's he's an extremely important. Whether he's playing well right now or not, he's his success is vital to your success as a franchise. You got to do what's best for the player, and I'm positive it's not this. It can't. This is not the right move. It it can't be. No, it's it's a it's a waste of uh like the t- the nine games because he's not playing anyways. It's it's weird that they're doing it this way. You, right. I think he's only got one point. It's kind of weird. He's even got that. He didn't even right. get. He hasn't even gotten any special teams time. Not even put, put him on the power play. And I have to say, like, is Seattle that good? Are they that deep? You can't put Shane right on the power play. And this is why I ask. Dave Haxtell and, and Flyers fans back me up on this one. Questionable coaching decisions forever and ever. Amen. Even with the Leafs, I was like, ah. But then, then we get to the tumultuous relationship between every GM and every coach ever where coaches are like, listen, it's not my job to develop these guys. It's my job to try to win hockey games. And if given the choice, I don't think Dave Haxtell would have him on the team. At Clearly, all. he doesn't want him on the team. But but how what does that do to an 18-year-old player when your coach is like, fuck off, I'm playing you six minutes a game? Like, think about this. Dave Haxtell's got to think about his own job here, too, because he they had a god-awful year last year. 
and you got the fourth overall pick, and you're trying. If he's point. actually trying to send a message yeah, upstairs, my message would be: What success have you ever had at the NHL level? You were terrible with the Flyers. Oh, the Leafs were disappointing when you were an assistant coach there, and then and now you're the head coach in Seattle. What resume? What great sparkling resume, Dave Haxtell, do you have? Wow, it's 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 well, and wasn't his whole thing supposed to be he's good at working with young guys? Because, I don't know. Was because it? of his success in college? Don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, man, if I was Ron Francis, I'd be flipping my shit right. If this it, is a Ron. He can fix it with a phone right. call. You're going to Kingston. The the point about I, Hackstall is it, <clears throat> it's really important. I think uh, Adam, it's a really good point because I was looking for this quote from Hackstall after one of the games uh, last week where okay. Shane Wright only played. It was on Friday. Where Shane Wright only played like six minutes and, and 33 seconds or something like that. Uh, so Hackstall says, we've talked a lot about a real good plan for him develop, developmentally. We're making Big sure word. he's got some real good positive opportunities to be in the lineup. Bullshit. That, no. that quote is just not factual. He's playing him on the fourth line. So he's not playing with uh, highly skilled players and he's not, he's playing him less than seven minutes every single game of his NHL career. Haxel's lying to the media saying that he's putting him in a and positive even, position. Even, so if fucking the argument, bullshit. even if the argument is we're putting him in the lineup, we want him to be effective on the shifts where he is on the ice and he, and we're challenging him to be effective, but he's not being effective. Even if that's the thought process, how many times are you willing to do that before you mercifully let the kid go? Yeah. All right. Or well, just like try him up in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Like, With I, the nine games, try stuff. Like if you have a back to back, play him more on the second half. If you have a weaker opponent, Chicago, maybe you give him a little bit more ice instead of less. This guy hasn't <laughs> had a winning record. I'm looking at his record with Philly. It was actually, it's better than I thought. The reason he, he got let go is remember they went to the, they finished third. They, they were out, they were out in the first round in 17, 18. And then in 18, 19, they were just trash to start the year. He hasn't had a winning record since 1718. His his winning percentage, his last year in Philly, which is a half year, 452. Then last year in Seattle, it was a 366 because they were bad. And now it's now I know it's seven games, but it's a 429 again. What? Come uh, on. Here's here's the one experiment I would love to do. And maybe you uh, gave me an idea. Please Adam? do. Remember, I did that article about Paul Maurice's coaching career. How's and how he never tenor? had a good goalie. Uh, Dave Haxtell, he didn't get, he got, he had Carter Hart, but he didn't have good Carter Hart. Mm. Well, and, he did have good Carter Hart one year because they did it. Oh, 40, he did? 42 and 26. Yeah. Yeah. And then good. after that, <sighs> right? Yeah. He was, he, well, but Carter Hart's been a, <clears throat> since then. Wow. Well, he's been bad. What came first, the chicken or the egg, right? And then, you know, Grubauer gets nominated for the Vesna. Probably mm. shouldn't have been, but he got nominated for the Vesna, goes to Seattle and he's immediately terrible. I'm wondering what the correlation is I, here. I when does when does Seattle have that conversation? Well, I think they got to have it now. I mean, listen, they had he. Okay, fine. He was better in Philly than I than I can remember, but I can remember those Flyers years being a bit Flyers tumultuous. Flyers fans hated him. <laughs> he he honestly he doesn't have the resume to justify this treatment. If you don't want Shane Wright, you got to tell your GM. And if your GM says too bad, you're keeping him. You better play him. Yeah. What is Ron Francis doing? He's sitting on his hands here. He needs to make something happen with the guy he drafted. Yeah, you're putting this on Hacksaw. I ultimately see this as Ron Francis's problem. Ron Francis wants him to play. They'll tell him to play him. Send him to Kingston. Yeah, if he go get 25 minutes at night playing first line center in Kingston and light up the league. I don't know, light up the OHL. Those it doesn't make sense. Points. Yeah, literally. It doesn't make sense having him mm. there playing seven minutes. Well, and then if they are going to, like, listen, I think we all agree that this is going to end up in Shane Wright getting sent back to the OHL. Yes, yes. You should be. not be sending a player back to the OHL in November. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah, they've been, they've been delayed. They've been healthy scratching him so that they can delay these nine. Is it nine or eight? I believe it's nine. It's nine I mean, games. Nine yeah. and then on 10, the first year of the, um, it kicks if, if they send him down after nine games, his ELC slides, mm -hmm. which I think that's what cool, they're going to do. Fine. Stop like, extending this. It's whether you send him down now or three games from now, it's the same outcome. So Is what are you he doing? eligible for the world juniors? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. That's, I think that's an avenue he's got to take as well. Go play in the world juniors. I think even if he sticks with the Kraken, they should send him to the world. Yes. Juniors. Is, that, is that what you're saying? Uh, both. 
Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, either way, just get him some ice time in some competitive environment that's not Seattle. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw his first career point. No. Most underwhelming first career point ever. Uh, so it Whatever, w- he got a point in the show. It happened uh, in the second period. He had, like, tipped a puck that eventually went into the net, <laughs> and it wasn't registered on the score sheet that he got an assist on it. So he didn't officially get the point until like the third period when they recorrected the scorecard. Oh, and we're like, oh, Shane Wright actually tipped that he in. He probably doesn't even have the puck. So they, I don't know if they, I assume they, somebody went back to the tape and tried to find the puck, but like who knows if the puck went over the well, glass no. or whatever, whatever happened. But he didn't know he got his first career point until like 20 minutes after into the next period. That's fucking Shane Wright. I feel for you, dude. It's an awful start to that your career. That sucks so much, man. Yeah. You're playing six minutes, you have one point. Your first career point's delayed because of scoring error. No. Someone, someone save Shane, man. Yeah. Someone save Shane. <laughs> get, save get this him, man. Get him back to Kingston. What the fuck? Okay. Listen. <sighs> Been a good one. Shall we bring S on? Yeah. 